It is 7.05. It is Monday night here, the first of two this week at 7 o'clock, Monday and Wednesday here, Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. Phone lines are wide open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots of stuff to get through tonight. You want to hear all of it, want to chime in, you got an opinion, got a question, call us, please. Lior's here and answer all of your questions. Uh, I'll give you this uh, out as well as we uh, sit here and idly chat. Help at employmenthour.com through email. If we get to some of those, we will. But uh, we're going after the phone calls, of course, as we get into a little further into the show. But first, we always start with the week that was. Yeah, that's right, uh, John. Uh, thank you very much. And always, always a pleasure to be back here uh, on uh, on Mondays. So remember, Mondays, Wednesdays, weekends, uh, all employment hour all the time, always educating, always telling people things they need to know if they're working, lost their jobs, are worried about something that's happened to them. Maybe they're upset. And by the way, the, John, these things can always make you upset. Something goes wrong at work. It's going to impact the rest of your life. Yeah. So hopefully we can uh, give some uh, some peace to people and help them out and understand, help them understand their rights and get them out of a jam. Give us a call. We're here for the hour. And to give us uh, get us going, start off uh, on a couple of uh, stories that I uh, or situations that I dealt with in this previous week. The first one uh, involved uh, a gentleman that had uh, been demoted, and he was very, very upset about this. And he told me that uh, his employer is taking away his some of his responsibilities, uh, also reducing his pay a bit. Uh, but it was really more of a, of a prestige thing for him. He had the people reporting to him, and now he's not going to have that. He's going to report to someone that used to be uh, under him. Uh, he's going to get to a smaller office. So it was a clear demotion, and he was very, very upset about that. So I was talking to him, and uh, I, I told him, you know, I asked him, well, what do you want to do here? And he said, well, I don't want to continue working here. I can't show up to work every day like this. So I said, well, that's fine. That's good news because we can treat that as a constructive dismissal. An employer cannot change your compensation, change your job, demote you in this way. So it's a constructive dismissal. So we were talking about that, and then he says to me, uh, yeah, yeah, and one of the reasons I'm so upset about this is because I can't believe they'll do this to me again. Mm-hmm. So that's when I said, well, wait, wait a, a second. What do you mean again? I said, well, yeah, about four years ago, they, they demoted me and once, and I was a good team player, and I took it. Now for them to do this again, it just makes it so much worse. Well, that's when we had a very different conversation. I said, now we have a problem. Because you let them do this to you again uh, last time, four years ago, I know you weren't happy about it, but you let them do it, you accepted it, and continued working to mm-hmm. be a good team player. Well, what you've done now, arguably, is given them the opportunity, given them the right to do it again. And that's a problem. Because if they have the right to do it again, it's no longer a constructive dismissal. So what was a very straightforward constructive dismissal that would have allowed him to leave and get about 15 months severance for this gentleman now means he may not be able to to get that severance. So I'm still going to try to help him. But the problem here with this gentleman, and uh, listeners have to be very mindful and very weary of this, is that if your employer does something that it's not allowed to do and you let them get away with it, you let them do it, even though they're not supposed to be doing it, you've now created a, a difficult, problematic situation for yourself. You're now allowing them to do it again, arguably. And that's the problem. So if your employer does something that they're not entitled to do, you have to deal with it. You can't ignore it and say, well, I'll be a good team player. At least understand what your rights are and what you're giving up. You don't want to open the door for these things to happen again. That's what happened to this gentleman. And I'm going to still try to find a way around it and help him so he can still pursue a constructive dismissal. But certainly now what was otherwise a straightforward matter becomes a complicated matter. So I want everyone to be mindful of that. Because it becomes a term of your employment now that's happened once or twice. You're, uh, you're rolling, right? 
Yeah, exactly. If your employer did it, you allowed it, now it becomes an implied term. The implied term being we have a right to do this. And yeah. if we have a right to do this, well, then we're going to do it and you can't do anything about it. So so keep that in mind. Now, moving on to a second mm-hmm. matter before the break here. Uh, this is, you know, we've said on the show many times, John, that 24 months generally is the maximum amount of severance that someone yeah. gets. Well, I got a, a gentleman, this is a really true and incredible story, he called me up uh, and initially sent me an email and said, I wanted to share this with you, Leo, because I just lost my job 31, 32 years with the company, and they offered me 25 months, actually just over 25 months pay. And, you know, I wanted to share this with you because he always said it's, tw- it's, it's 24 months. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's, that's incredible. I actually haven't seen that happen before. Why don't you send that over to me? Let me take a look at it. And sure enough, yeah, 24 months pay. Except, John, they made a point to say, or sort 25 months, 25 months base salary. So I spoke with this gentleman. I said, well, did you also get bonuses? He said, but yeah, I got a bonus of about $25,000 a year. I said, well, you realize here they're not including your bonus. He had no idea the bonus had to be included. Ah. So even though his offer was 25 uh, months, it was still about $50,000 short <laughs> of what it needs to be. Big time. So, so there's an extremely important lesson here, and that is that when you let go, your severance has to include all components of your compensation. So don't just worry about the number of weeks or months you're getting paid. It's what's included in that. And it has to be salary, bonus, benefits, car allowance, commissions, pension, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. So for this gentleman, he was so happy and, and almost distracted by 25 months salary, which is wonderful, but he still was owed another $50,000. So I am now helping and working with someone that was offered 25 months pay because it's still not sufficient in that, in that sense. So if you lost your job, remember, your bonuses All components of your compensation have to be included. And we'll get to the severance pay calculator after a short break to determine that exact number uh, due to your length of time and your employment. That's all coming up. And we'll get to a really interesting story as well. Speaking of the calculator after a short break, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell lines are wide open. Give us a call here in the Employment Hour on a Monday night on Talk Radio AM 640. 715, your Monday night here in the Employment Hour. We'll get to your phone calls, we'll get to emails, get to a lot of topics, severance pay calculator and everything else. But first, as always, we like to uh, to get to them as they come in. Jeff, good evening. How are you, Jeff? Good. Good. Opening call tonight. What's up? Well, I've been uh, reconstructed on Thursday. I was let go. I've received a um, severance package. I haven't signed anything yet. Um, I had a family crisis on Friday, which my employer knew of, which they, you know, let me go during this crisis. They knew about what was going on beforehand and let me go. Now, um, my employer is threatening to withdraw all my severance if I don't have this thing signed and uh, scanned to him tonight. Okay. So first of all, Jeff, obviously your legal rights don't expire tonight. Let, let's be very clear. In fact, your legal rights don't expire for two years. The okay. fact that they let you go during a family crisis makes them jerks. Let, let's be honest with that. Uh, they make, make some big jerks. It does not necessarily make, make it illegal. The question okay. is whether the severance is fair. So yeah. let's, let's find out if your severance is fair. How long did you work there for, Jeff? Three years. Three years. And uh, what kind of job? What were you doing there? I, I was hired to open an office for a company from Quebec. I was sales and technical manager. I opened an office and brought in customers. For okay, a year Jeff, and, and how old are you? I'm 53. So someone in your situation, Jeff, would be owed right around six months' compensation, six months' severance. What, what did they offer you? 
they're offering me five weeks. They're saying they're offering. Well, they, they don't have to offer me nothing. That they're just going to let me go. That they don't hmm. aren't required. Well, Jeff, this is what we call a wrongful dismissal, okay? Let's let's be very clear. Being okay. let go with five weeks compensation in that situation, uh, unless you did something so bad, so awful, that uh, they can let you go with less compensation, which doesn't sound to be the case. Well, wouldn't they? Uh, wouldn't then, they uh, sorry for interrupting, but wouldn't they mention no something so awful, so bad when they terminated me? Well, yeah, not only would they mention, you would also know what it was, right? It's not like uh, you, yeah. you wake up one day and you find out you did something awful. So let's put that to the side. You're already on six months pay, Jeff, not five weeks. So let me tell you what you're not going to do. Uh, you're not going to send tonight that, that document signed back to them because you'd be walking away from about four and a half, whatever it is, months pay. So you yeah. can't do that. What okay. you're going to do instead is tomorrow morning, give me a call at the office, send me the document, and then... I will work with you if you want me to because it's really going to be easy to get you the severance that you wrote. Give me a call. Send me an email. Send me the document. Let's you and I deal with this. Don't walk away from what's obviously going to be tens of thousands of dollars that you wrote. Uh, John, uh, Jeff needs to give me a call. Give mm-hmm. him the contact information. Jeff, I want to talk to you in the morning. Jeff, that number is 1-855-821-5900. Again, one 821 5,900, you just used a calculator. So uh, tell me about the story you got this week. When has yeah, pertained so to the severance calculator. Yeah, no, th- this is an interesting story. The severance calculator, we've been talking about it, severancepaycalculator.com. It allows you to find out how much you're owed. Jeff, by the way, that just called us, could have go to severancepaycalculator.com, mm-hmm. input uh, his particulars, and find out how much he's owed. Well, I got an email uh, I think it was on Friday uh, from someone who used the calculator, and he sent me a pretty nasty email. He said, I used your calculator. I put in a, fact, uh, like a fictional scenario that uh, two years, and it told me I was owed several months' pay. That's nonsense. Uh, I, I don't get anything in that scenario because I have, I've worked for less than five years. You're cheating the public. Huh. You're trying to just to drum up business for yourself by giving people the wrong information. That That's really uh, a wrong thing. I'm going to investigate this further. And, and, you know, I, I showed this to one of my colleagues and they looked at that and said, you know, what, what an idiot this guy Must is. Must be an but employer. I actually don't think, I don't think he's an idiot. I don't think he's an idiot at all. The reason for that is he's fallen into the same trap that everyone has mm-hmm. and a lot of people have is they go online, they find a bit of information and they assume that information is true when in fact it's not. Maybe even from the Ministry of Labor website. So, you know, I, I emailed this guy back and I told him, no, the severance calculator is accurate. There's no limit of five years. It's not a week per year of service. None of that is true. None of that applies. The severance calculator calculates your full entitlements, not your minimum entitlements, your full entitlements. And so I wasn't upset by this guy. I actually get it. I understand it. Uh, But the reason why we do this show, the reason why I keep talking about it is because I want to educate. I don't want people to believe what this guy believed. And then if you're let go, walking away from tens of thousands of dollars that you're owed, so go to severancepaycalculator.com, input your age, your position, the length of your employment, and it's going to tell you how many weeks, months pay you are owed. It's accurate. It's free. It's anonymous. There is no reason whatsoever why you don't make it the very first place you go to if you lost your job. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Got open lines. You want to call us. You've got uh, questions, severance questions, uh, dismissal, whatever. We'll answer them here. We are will for the next 40-plus minutes, so make sure you give us a call here on the Employment Hour. Lots more coming up, some emails, and we'll get into a discussion of resignations after a short break as well. 
It is 724 Monday night and Wednesday night here at 7 o'clock as well. The weekend show, employment hour all over the place on this radio station, 416-870-6400, star 640. On cell, Jeanette, good evening. Hi, how are you? Okay, what's uh, what's your concern? Leora's there. My concern is I've been employed with the same company going on 29 years. I'm coming up to two years on long-term disability. I currently cannot go back to work because my doctors cannot give me a date. It's indefinite. And um, I'm wondering what happens to when my two years roll around. Um, I, I cannot return to my own occupation. And I'm having an assessment done tomorrow by my long-term disability people. And also I've been um, advised a COD change of definition for my role. How can well can I lose my job over this with my employer? So, Jeanette, the uh, qualifying for disability or, or being on disability is different than being on a leave of absence from work. Those are different things. So, you may not be able to continue on, on a, an LTD. But that doesn't necessarily change the status of your employment. Let's focus on your employment for a second. With respect to your employment, it really comes down to what your doctor says. If your doctor says you cannot work, then you can continue being off on a medical leave of absence. If your doctor says you can go back to work, your employer has to take you back. If your employer doesn't take you back, won't accommodate any limitations. That, that could be human rights issues. That could be a, a termination, wrongful dismissal. You may be entitled to compensation. Now, in situations where you've been off for two years and it continues and there's no likelihood at all of coming back to work ever again, then in that situation, we, we create a, what's called a frustration of contract, which means the employer can tie or can sever ties with you, and you still get severance, but you would get less severance. I don't think you're there yet. So I think at this point, you should deal with your insurance company. If your doctor feels that the insurance company should not be cutting you off, give me a call. I'll connect you with my colleague that deals with these insurance disputes. We may be able to help you stay on disability. But that aside, for now, I would update your employer as to your ability to go back to work. Maybe your doctor says you can go back to work on modified duties. Maybe you can go back to work uh, on a gradual basis. Or maybe your doctor says we'll evaluate you in four months. Either way, you should update your employer. Your employer is not going to be able to terminate you for doing that. If, if you do go want to go back to work and your employer won't cooperate, won't allow you to do that, give me a call. I'll be able to help you with that as well. Uh, and, and so hopefully those scenarios help you understand uh, what, what's in front of you. D- does that make sense, Jeanette? No, it does. It does. I just uh, I know my, my doctor and, and my long-term um, disability, like my... My doctor is saying unable to do any type of work because um, I'm suffering some from uh, different things that has happened, and um, he can't determine when I'm able to return. And now, does does your doctor do not feel that you you can't go back to any job or just to your old job? He does. He feels I can't do anything right now. I have, well, to, then I have to focus yeah, go ahead. on my health. I have to focus well, if, on my health. 
which makes a lot of sense. So if that's the case, Jeanette, and, and your insurance company disagrees, if your LTD, long-term disability insurer, feels, well, no, we think you should be able to go back to some form of job and your doctor feels differently, then the insurance company should not be cutting you off. And if they do, oftentimes they try to get people off disability at two-year mark, give me a call. I connect you with Sivan Tumark and my, my colleague, and, and we'll be able to help you deal with that. It shouldn't change the status of your employment. If, if your employer wants to let you go or if you do want to go back to work and your employer is not cooperative, you know how to reach me. Uh, I'll be more than happy to help you. Jeanette, that number, 1-855-821-5900 or help at employmenthour.com. You can email uh, Leor as well. It's that old two-year mark, eh, where they try to get you off, at least gets you something, uh, the, the definition exactly. It's doing something that you're qualified for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And we see this all the time, and you, you talked about this uh, with Sivan always on the insurance and injury law show. Uh, people getting cut off their disability insurance uh, before they should, before the doctor says that they're ready, and then they feel pressure to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Their their employer says, well, you've been cut off disability. You should be coming back to work. And on the one hand, they can't work, but their insurance company won't pay them. Their employer is threatening them. It could be a very difficult situation, very stressful. We deal with that every day, and, and thankfully, there are solutions. There's things we could do to both get your employer to back off and your insurance company to cooperate. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lines Roman, give us a call. you got till 8 o'clock tonight. We'll get into the uh, conversation of resignations here in just a bit on the Employment Hour. Yeah, we got open lines. You want to give us a call? We'd love to talk to you here until uh, 8 o'clock in the employment hour. In the meantime, we'll get into a discussion. Uh, we started on this, or at least got into a bit of it last week, and that is uh, forced resignation situations where an employee is uh, given no choice but to resign. So what happens if the employee is told, you know, resign or else? So, you know, the whole idea behind the resignation, we mentioned that briefly last week, is the resignation is something that you do voluntarily and you unilaterally. You do it. You decide on your own. You don't want to continue working. Uh, there's nothing uh, making you do that, and you decide you want to part ways. That is a resignation. And if you've resigned, no problem. You can do that. You don't get severance, of course, because you've made the decision. But when it talks about forced resignations, that's a very different thing. A resignation, by definition, can't be forced. That, that's an oxymoron. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. So your question is, well, what happens if you're told you have no choice but to resign? Well, guess what? If you resign because someone told you you have no choice but to resign, that is not a resignation because you haven't done that voluntarily. You didn't do that on your own. Someone told you you have no choice. In other words, if you're not going to resign, we're going to punish you, we're going to let you go, we're going to fire you. That is not a resignation. So if you resigned in that situation, the law considers that to be a termination, which means you still get severance. Now, you may get into issues of proving why you resigned, that someone did impose that pressure on you, that someone did tell you you have to resign or else. But if you can establish that, if you can prove that, that someone said you have no choice but to resign or you better resign or else, that is a termination like any other, not a resignation, not even close, which means you're getting compensation, full severance, uh, no reductions, and that is absolutely not a resignation, John. Some people are often concerned that it's you know it's better off to have resigned rather than have been let go. They don't like that badge. So uh, should they be concerned about that too? They absolutely should not be concerned. In fact, the worst thing you could do is resign in those situations because that is the only possibility that now the employer may have an argument is, well, you don't get severance. People think that there's some, some sort of a record that's created. Well, I was let go. There's no record. It doesn't exist. It's, it's, you, know, you may be concerned about what your employer says when it gives a verbal reference, but there's no record. There's no database that shows John Scholes was let go or John Scholes resigned. It doesn't exist. So, no, don't be concerned about that. 
be more concerned about making sure you get the severance that you're owed. If you're going to leave somewhere, you don't want it to look like a resignation because someone's making you. Well, if you don't want me here, let me go. Pay me what I'm owed. Mm -hmm. And that's that. I'm not going to resign. I'm not going to make it easier on you. So you don't have to worry about that. In fact, if you resign, John, if you put your name on a piece of paper that says, I resign, you then may have a hard time getting employment insurance, EI. Again, another problem. Good call. Whereas if you're let go, and by the way, let's not worry about the term fired, laid off, terminated. They all mean the same. That means that you lost your job. The law doesn't really distinguish between those terms. So it is better to be let go than to resign. You get your severance. You get your EI. Much more straightforward. A lot of people think that it's better to resign. That's absolutely not the case, John. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. So how does someone prove that they were forced to resign if they have that paper that says they were? Well, you know, if, if you if you put your name on a piece of paper, you have to be able to show why that happened. Hopefully you can show that there was pressure exerted, maybe emails, maybe discussions, maybe someone's going to vouch for you, but it's not necessarily always straightforward. Uh, that's why you always want to have these things documented and, and don't put your name on a resignation letter uh, unless it's something you were doing voluntarily completely. Usually what I would say to someone, if, if you've resigned and, and you realize you shouldn't have, maybe you've thought about it again, write to the company immediately, confirm what happened, say, I didn't really mean to resign, you put me in a difficult situation, I want to come back to work. Uh, it's, it's much more difficult to take a resignation back if you do it six months later. Right. So uh, don't, don't do that. Much better off to be terminated, John. Chris, how are you? You're, uh, you're on the air here. you got a question for Lior. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, Lior, my question is um, just on the topic of forced resignation. Um, I recently went through a process whereby I was given a notice of a couple months to that my employment was going to be terminated, but um, if I had resigned prior to that expiration date, I would receive no severance. So I'm just interested on your opinion because I know the law, it just sounds like a forced resignation in a way. Otherwise, you don't get any severance, but based on what you were saying, um, it sounds like perhaps there is room or that could be qualified as a forced resignation. Thanks uh, for the question, Chris. So here's how this works. Oftentimes an employer may say, I'm giving you notice of termination. I'm telling you today that, I don't know, three months from now, you no longer have a job. But in the meantime, for these three months, you do have a job. You're expected to continue working, and your employment is terminated at that point in the future. If during that period of time you decide to resign, maybe you found another job, and then you're not going to stay till the end of the three months, whatever it is, because you're going to go somewhere else. At that point, it is a resignation because you voluntarily decided you don't want to stay till the end of the three months. So that makes it a resignation, which means you don't get severance. Now, your employer may have owed you severance had you stayed till the end, but because you are the one that decided to leave before the employer actually terminated employment, in that case, it is a resignation, uh, Chris, and and no severance would be owed in that specific situation. Should Chris have been concerned rather than looking at that three months and saying, you know, okay, I get it, but is that going to be enough? That's what he should look at, right? Absolutely. Because let me tell you, unless Chris has worked had worked for the company for I know a year, less than a year, he probably was owed a lot more than three months. Uh, you know, maybe Chris, uh, we didn't get a chance to ask him; he's off the line. But if he had worked there for let's say five years, he may have been owed eight months, nine months. 
So he'd receive three months notice. They could have owed him another five, six months at the end of that. So that's why it's so important. If you do get notice of termination, first of all, you want to make sure that's adequate notice. And please don't resign before giving me a call so that we can understand whether you're owed more compensation. And you don't want to be walking away from money that you're owed. Uh, so that, that is a good point, John. And that's exactly what someone in, in Chris's situation should do. You do that at the Severance Pay Calculator to get an accurate picture of that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Eric, good evening. How are you? Hi there, guys. How are you doing? Excellent. You got a question for Leo? Actually, it's more of a compliment for Leo. Oh. Uh, today, I was uh, in my uh, corporate office in Oakville, and I've been working there for the last 15, 16 years or so now. Um, every three years is a new contract, so obviously they liked me to keep me on this long. Uh, however, today they decided to uh, change everything, and they wanted to demote me, uh, which meant obviously a reduction in pay, reduction of this, da, 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 uh, everything. And I said, this is unfair, and you can't do this until the end of a contract. And then he looks at me and says, well, it's in our power to do what we wish. And then I asked him, well, could I borrow a piece of paper and a pen from your desk? And at this point, he probably thought I was going to resign. On the contrary, I wrote down your phone number and your first name, <laughs> turned it around to him, and I said, I want you to call this gentleman and repeat everything you said to me to him. He looks at me as if I just sent, gave him a death sentence, and he looks at the paper. He puts it out the side. He goes, well, perhaps we should uh, try to pursue other uh, endeavors. Oh, yeah. And I, I just thought, well, I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on this now. So if I, if I decide to, if they, did, if they decide to demote me, I'll be calling you very soon, Leo. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm giving you a virtual high five now. Way to go! Uh, I'm glad that 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 you've done that, and certainly happy to talk to you if there's any ever issues. Uh, and, and you know, the lesson here is is true. What what uh, what his employer told him is wrong. They can't just change the terms of his employment. They can't demote him. They don't have the right to do that. So he did the right thing by telling them, "Listen, I'm going to seek legal advice if mm-hmm. you're going to do that anyway." And they backed off. That's wonderful. So uh, you know, good on you, Leor the Terminator. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. A lot more of your calls coming right up. Just hang on. We will get to you. Indeed. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's the number back to the phones, the questions, the answers on the way. Jeff, good evening. How are you? Uh, fine. I was just wondering if somebody's been uh, working at a company for, say, 18 years, and uh, all of a sudden they get fired, what could they expect in compensation? Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, uh, how old is the person? Say about 65, 68. Okay, and what kind of a job? What were they doing? Uh, I believe it was, um, I'm not sure what he was doing. I, I think he was a supervisor somewhere. Okay, so assume, let's, let's go with that. Assuming a supervisor, uh, 18 years of service in, in mid-late 60s, a person like that will be owed right around 20 months compensation, 20 to 22 months of, of, of uh, severance. Uh, so that's what they're owed. Now, uh, if... You know, you forget that. Or if the person forgets that, very easy way to always find that out. You can just go to severancepaycalculator.com uh, to find out. Uh, are you calling about a friend, a family member, Jeff? Just a friend. So uh, do you know what the friend was offered, how much severance, or, or are you just wondering what they would get in the event that they were well, let go? He's afraid for his job, apparently. Um, he, he wanted to know what he would get. So, so that's what he would get, right around 20 months compensation. Unfortunately, his employer is allowed to let him go with proper compensation. 
uh, if he's let go and if he doesn't receive what I just said, you know, in that 20-ish, 20 to 22 months of compensation, he needs to give me a call. Either way, he can give me a call. I'll be more than happy to talk to him. Uh, so hopefully he, he, you can convey that to him. And remember, severancepaycalculator.com as well. Jeff, that is for, uh, 1-855-821-5900. Debbie, good evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay, you got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Yeah, um, my company's going through a restructuring now, and my job is being eliminated. However, they've offered me a, uh, a promotion, uh, which pays a bit more, but I'm not sure I want to take it. Do I have the option of severance? So for you to kind of be able to, to reject a promotion and instead uh, insist on severance, there would have to be some sort of an objective reason as to why taking that promotion is not a good idea. So it can't just be, well, you know what, I would rather take the money, the severance, and leave. There would have to be something. Maybe the hours are such that are going to be uncomfortable. Maybe the responsibilities are such that, that you're not comfortable with those. I don't know. Maybe it's going to require more travel. Is there anything like that, uh, Debbie, that would make you not um, want to take that promotion? The area of responsibility is um, much bigger. Um, the number of reports are much bigger, and the compensation increases is not very much. So it's a lot more work, a lot more responsibility for not much more pay. Is kind of Correct. is that a fair summary? Yes. So in, in that, listen, I, I would want to know a bit more. You know, more, probably to spend a few more minutes than we have on the radio to find out more about the co- the compensation difference, how much more responsibilities okay. to try to understand the the nature of the change that they're proposing. Depending on how big a deal it is and and how much more how much it's going to impact you, yeah, you absolutely may able may be able to leave and get severance rather than than uh, take this promotion. So, you know, because you have to get this right, you can't accept the promotion and then ask for severance. You have to do one or the other. Let's, let's spend a few minutes off air. Uh, John will give you the number. I want to find out more. I want to understand about the change, the compensation, and then I can tell you whether you can get severance, uh, severance, how much severance, and you can make your decision. Great. Thank you very much. Debbie, that number, one 821 5900 That's the number to get a hold of your after the show. Got uh, Brad. Hi, Brad. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, pal. You got a question for Leor? Go ahead. I do. All right. I work in distribution, a uh, billion-dollar company, big name, great company. Um, we work shift work. It's seasonal work also. When things get slow, you know, the end of the week, they decide to cut a shift. Hey, we're not busy. We're going to cut the shift. Uh, works out good for the company. saves hours. I mean, the, the employees that want it off, they get it off. But the people that don't want it off, there's no shift, and you lose a, you lose a whole day's pay. Yeah, yeah right. I, I hear you. Obviously, that's not good. Now, now Brad, is this a, a union position? It is not. Okay. And, and and would I be right to say, Brad, that they've been doing this for a while? It's not a new thing? They have. So the problem with them being doing this for a while and, and the employees, obviously, such as yourself, not liking it, but, you know, I don't have a choice, so I'm going to accept it, is that by doing that for a while, they've now it now becomes a term of employment that when they don't need someone, they just cut that shift and then and they or they make the shift uh, shorter, etc. So that's not something that they have a right to do, except when they've done it, they got away with it, so to speak, and now it becomes a term of employment. So my my concern here, Brad, is because as you've said that they've been doing this for a while, now there may not be a way to stop them doing that because it became that term. If this is, they just started doing this in the last couple of weeks, then, yeah, you can potentially treat that as a constructive dismissal. There could be some pushback. But if they've been doing this for a while, you know, I'm afraid you're stuck with it. Now, if they st- start changing shifts on a more permanent basis, reducing hours regularly, that is a different thing. That is not something you should just accept. 
But if this practice, you know, every once in a while it's slow, so they just cut up an individual shift. I think based on what you've said to me uh, so far, you, you may be stuck with it. Right. All right. Thanks for your answer. Brad, appreciate it. Uh, Everyone else, we've got a few minutes to go here. You need to get in a call. You can do so now. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll wrap up this hour here, the Employment Hour. Coming up, talk radio, AM 640. A few minutes left to go on the show tonight. We're back on Wednesday at 7 o'clock as well to take your your calls. Uh, You sent me an email today earlier, said something about Reddit. You know, getting all famous on me. I, well, you know, a celebrity like such as myself, mm-hmm. my wife loves me saying that, uh, you know, it, it has to have other avenues to reach the people. No, right. I'm kidding. Leor so, you know, Kardashian. You always, <laughs> coming up on a reality show next to you, <laughs> near you. So, you know, we always try to get the word out and, and to inform people and, and make uh, access to information as easy as possible. And, you know, that's why we do the show. That's why we have the Severance Calculator. We have a website called TerminationQuestions.com. Well, on Friday, I'm going to be participating in a, in a Reddit session, uh, reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T.com. Uh, effectively, I'm going to be out there answering questions. People can ask me questions about anything to do with workplace rights, employment law, losing your job, severance. Again, anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's completely free. Anyone with a computer or a smartphone can do that. So we're going to do that starting at 10 a.m. for the duration of the day, off and on, uh, on this coming Friday. Uh, that's the 28th of October. So by all means, go to reddit.com, uh, search for uh, for Lior or Sam Fuhrer to mark in my law firm. You'll find us, and uh, hopefully we can uh, see you there on Friday answering all your questions uh, there and tell other people they may have workplace rights. Go to reddit.com. Excellent. Let's get to uh, an email before we uh, wrap it up. Uh, Fran, get to this one. It says, I worked for a small company for 26 years. Just found out that the business is closing at the end of the month. The uh, the owner says that because we have a small company, they don't have to pay severance. Is that right? Wow. Wow. No. Well, Johnny, what, what do you think? You think no. that's right? No. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> it's not even close. Remember, John, the size of the company has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of severance the company has to pay. It's irrelevant. What are the factors? Age, position, and length of employment, not the size of the company. So after 26 years, she probably is owed somewhere near two years' pay, you know, and maybe 20 months, 22, 24 months' pay. So that's that's completely wrong what she's heard. I'm glad that she sent that email. It goes back to what I was saying earlier in the show about misconceptions. Uh, people believe certain things because they read certain things and they're completely wrong. So no, the size of the company doesn't matter. Give me a call. 24 months' pay right around there is what you're owed. Please don't accept anything less than that. There you go. Size doesn't matter. I should call my wife. Um, let's get to the uh, severance pay calculator one more time before we wrap. Give me some details. <laughs> yeah, all right. My poor wife of yours. Uh, severancepaycalculator.com. If you lost your job, you want to know how much you're owed. We've had a few questions like that already on the show today. People wanting to know how much they're owed or their friends, family, they may have lost your job. Uh, other than calling me on the show, emailing me, calling me at the office, Going to reddit.com this Friday. Hmm. We've made it even easier than that. Severancepaycalculator.com. Anonymous and free. Anyone can use it. Tell people that, that may have lost their jobs to go there. Severancepaycalculator.com. You did not get a hold of us this week. Not an issue. We are back in here Wednesday night. couple numbers for you to jot down. one 821 5900 That'll get you a hold of your anytime. And an email is simple too. Help at employmenthour.com. And of course, severancepaycalculator.com. You've heard us talk about it a couple times tonight. Check it out. Even if you're not uh, on the brink of getting fired, it's an interesting tool to get used to anyway. Until next time, that would be Wednesday at 7 o'clock. This has been the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640.